Handsome, sophisticated, hyper-intelligent, smelt, well-read, sparkling, salty, olive-complected, full-head-of-haired man. And now, angry ticks fire out of my nipples. Yeah, you guys are, uh, you're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you may be, ladies and gentlemen, do not panic. Well, you can panic a little because the casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. You have been warned. For Sunday, the 11th of July, 2010, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And Gwenora has fled to the hills because he doesn't want to face Grail and myself after cursing us with the curse of Galcon. Galcon. Yeah. A little bit addictive there. <sighs> I'm an admiral. <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. So you're an admiral, and how do you rank, Gnome? Go-go triangles. Yeah, That's exactly. all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah, I know I was chatting with him yesterday on WoW about Galcon, so game within a game. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we're our next step now is to figure out how to set up a private server. But so of course. We can, uh, so we can fling triangles fling at each other. Fling triangles at each other. In private. Take my triangles. Take it. Take it. Take it. You're a triangle lover. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is you want ninja star throwing except with triangles. Basically. You got it. Interplanetary ninja star yeah. throwing All right. with triangles. All right. Awesome. Well, we've got to keep working that. Yeah. I mean, you could do that entire game with like a spreadsheet. But yeah. when you add worlds and like the, the simulation, like these are actually like ships. Uh-huh. It takes on a whole the different The size of life. the worlds was interesting to me, too. It's like, all right, so we've got all different. You yeah. Know, so they're actually giving you a concept of how many ships can it produce because right. it's a right. tiny little world versus a. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it's, it's, cool. it's a lot of fast decisions really quick that can you be. have to yeah. make. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a game that I played in the midst of time that I've mentioned before called Spaceward Ho, which was right. a Mac game Spaceward originally. Ho. But it was turn-based, so this yeah. is this is a completely different beast. Yeah, there's no, you know, ship cues or anything like that. It's just drag, drop, go. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh, yeah. oh god, go, go here, go here, go here. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's sucked up just a little bit of our time. <sighs> it's been good. Now, before I forget, yet again. If you are listening live, you should be joining us in our live text chat, which is available at vtwproductions.com by clicking on the chat button at the top of the screen and selecting text chat. Enter your nickname and join us via the web, or if you prefer to use your own IRC client, point it at irc.quakenet.org and join the pound, or as Octel would say, corned beef hash, VTW channel, and you will see the glory and the power that is the Black Void. Booyah. Aptly named as it is. Now, when you get into the Black Void, you will see our Void Tender, the Barry Von Awesome, also known as Barry VA. Do not call him Barry Va, or he will smite you roundly. <laughs> Barry Va. Oh, come Va. on. Va. Va. If you have something you wish to bring to the attention of one of the show hosts during the show, please do not send us personal messages directly, or we will smite you. 
Please, um, instead, okay. <laughs> send them to... I haven't been practicing my sp- smiting very much. Or we might just ignore it. <laughs> we shall smite them! And... Um, I laugh at you. Uh, yes, you do. But we have to play the, of course, the introduction that ushers the Barry Bon Awesome okay. onto the stage. Okay, that might have been a little loud, but these Barry... headphones are loud. <laughs> <laughs> You're not using your uh, customary headphones today. No, so. it's I think wow. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing his customary was, headphones. I don't know. I couldn't find one of the pairs, but nonetheless, yeah, that was that was a uh, eardrum shattering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next next music break, I'll, well, point, I'll point you towards different ones. All right, that's fine. Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, Pussar would like me to smite her because she's just that kind of a chick. <laughs> She's saying she likes spankings. What? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so here's here's a transatlantic wow for uh, Pussar. Let's see what do we got that's appropriate to that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, not quite. Um, let's see. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. So, Welcome to our show, on our little corner of the interwebs. And I just keep looking over at Daxa, holding Arch Nemesis in her arms. Because the moment Daxa arrives, she makes a beeline for Bebe. And the well, Bebe has been no. conditioned now. When Daxa arrives, of course, immediately noises begin to issue from the playpen, where she was mere moments before, after having just been fed and set down, was completely content. Suddenly, when Daxa arrived, eh, 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 come get me, woman. <laughs> You will fetch me forth. <laughs> she is my master. And coo at me. <laughs> yeah. That's a little, uh, you're kind of creepy. Uh-huh. She's cute. She's very cute. She's she, a, we've decided to keep her. Have we, have we told you guys? Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was, it was, we're not going to sell her for 25 okay. bucks at once. No. Oh, damn well. it. <laughs> She looks at least 50. I was going to say, you should hold out for 50. Uh, come on. <laughs> My God. Still, I still get outraged over that stupid story. It's so uh, funny. You start learning my, my tender spots after a little while of listening to me on the air. My tender spots being don't sell people. Yeah. There's that. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of just a general a general rule that I live yeah. with. Yeah. Rent them, but don't sell them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your 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 rule there, Grail. I I I am not even actually that fond of renting them. Oh, okay. You know, Although I, ha- I suppose technically that when I go to work every day, they are renting me a little bit for yeah. you know eight hours a day to do my job. Yeah. Time for a rent hike. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So judging from the black void, I really had no idea that my sexy, sexy face was so desirable on the interweb. I know. Apparently they miss no you. Video? No video. We, we swapped out the Media Center PC for a Mac Mini on the on the uh, oh. TV there. Oh, I see that. We haven't quite worked out the whole camera thing on that one. Uh, I might be persuaded to grab my old Logitech webcam for this thing at some point. Nice. Ah. Yeah, a friend of mine, I think I was talking about last week, uh, when I was in Chicago, had one hooked up to his TV and had some impressive stuff going on with the, it. The front row <laughs> interface is very nice, yep. and I need to get the correct cable to get digital audio out of it instead of analog. And I did it basically because the Windows version of iTunes on the PC, the Media Center PC we had previously, stuttered like crazy when we would stream TV episodes from the other Macs to the TV. And just as an experiment, I had the Mac Mini plugged it in, and of course, since it's 
Apples to apples. Ha, 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 ha. See what I did there? Uh, streams beautifully and plays highlights uh, episodes of Burn Notice, you addict you. <laughs> That's well, a pretty ca- good show. I'm caught up to live now. I have watched all three nice. and a quarter seasons or thereabouts. Yeah. It's uh um it it was quite addictive. But yes, uh Gnomewise would come home from work my last days on on leave and and it was like burn notice, burn notice, burn notice, burn notice, burn notice. No, I'm, I'm saying you're watching my email because it's my iTunes account that these are all synced to. Watching yeah. the charges go through for the season. Like, oh, God, woman, you're going to bankrupt us. <laughs> well, this is what happens when I have to sit at home yeah. for ten weeks. Uh huh. Can't leave the house. Your brainstem withers. Can't I understand. Go, it's like I. Uh, Your brainstem withers, and you become an Apple fanatic. I see how this works now. <laughs> but, Steve Jobs uh, is a genius. <laughs> but now that I can, now that I've actually, you know, back and working again, and can leave the house again, the the like hour and a half long walks in the morning are being like they're so nice. Except for when <laughs> even it's though completely it's completely humid. Even yeah. though it's one hundred and five and humid, it's. Uh, what are you um, talking about, woman? Our nice. low was like 90 the other day. Yeah. <laughs> 92, sorry, 92. Which day? Two days ago. I think we that hit was, the, the that record was the high. Low. We the, are the record highest low, low. we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. 92. <laughs> 92. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, at <laughs> 4 in the morning. The overnight was low was 92, was 92. freaking yeah. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I sit in a dark room for as many hours a day as I can. Yeah, okay. Just as a comment from the Gray Void on Burn Notice, um, Chal Murray, I think I said that right, um, says, I want to have Fiona's babies. Fiona's awfully brittle looking. Uh, resoundingly not my type. Yeah. I, I will break you. I must I break, break you. you. Uh, okay, Ivan. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Fiona does, she is delicate. Ivan Drago. She is, Drago. She's small. She's small bone. She's delicate. Uh, she definitely um, built um, in terms of muscles and things like that. But uh, yeah, not tiny. She's, uh, she's tiny. She's yeah. a tiny girl. Brittle. Yes. And by the way, people, in case you were wondering, this is the... Tangent Alert! Oh, is that what this is? Yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Nemesis is attempting to commit suicide by making loud noises behind all of us as we sit here. Um, yeah. And uh, well, speaking it about is always fun. Random charges. Uh, huh? We just got Aridin back from Chicago. And? and he managed to con uh, Daxa out of her Kindle for the whole trip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so oh God. every two I was going days, there was a call, though, of, all right, finish this book. Can I download another one? And it was one of those things where you're just kind of like, and he was, sure, sure whatever, sure whatever, sure I whatever. I hooked him on the, uh, the Drizzt Drizz- series. Uh, Dresden. Dresden. No, no Drizzt. Uh, oh, God, Drizzt? Yeah. Yeah, Drizzt. The, the person that everyone is playing, whether they know it or not? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're making a night elf hunter, you're basically channeling Drizzt. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So it's the uh, the first series. I, I honestly, it's Salvador. I can't remember the name of the series though. All right, Salvador. Yeah, all right, Salvador. Lesson of Dritzt. Uh, anyhow, so I gave him the first book. I have the whole compilation at home. I was like, here, if the whole get- compilation, really? Yeah, compilation. Compilation. <laughs> I heard population yes. too. Oh, too. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so anyhow, do we, uh, don't drop the baby because you're laughing. Okay. No. I was like stuck I in this, this period of trying to debate between. We already have all the books at home, but he is reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, buy it. <laughs> okay, buy it. Okay, but so yeah, we have like a ton of the 
books now on uh, the Kindle, as well as the whole Lightning Thief series as well. Well, speaking of Kindle, which is this is one of my tangent topics for this week, a mm. uh, little thing showed up on my Android Marketplace on my Nexus One this week. Kindle for Android. Oh, cool. I so tiny, though. Crystal clear, totally readable. But teeny-weeny screen. But follows teeny you wherever you go. Space. Apparently, it's not the size that matters, Doxa. It's oh, it's the size that matters. Do with it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Obviously, I have an opinion. Look at the gentleman that I married. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> I'm, I have to play this now. I don't know how to put this, <laughs> but I'm kind of a big deal. Silence! It kind of reminds me, I saw a post of a friend of mine on fo- uh, Facebook, and she goes, I just got a Kindle. I would make love to it if I could. <laughs> <laughs> if it vibrated, I would leave my fiance. Was <laughs> her whole was her status update? Was like, There's an app wow. for that. <laughs> oh no, that's for the iPhone. Oh yeah. wow! This is something I think Amazon is is doing well and may put put them in good stead in their now engaged battle with Apple for the eyes of the ebook readers. Is they have made the Kindle account on your Amazon account a universal thing. Mm-hmm. So we have IO set up with a Kindle account, and I can sign into that account from my PC. I could do it from an iPhone or an iPad if I had one, and I can do it now from my Nexus One. And I can read any of the books without having to buy them again. Right. So they are definitely taking the tack of, no, we're not going to try and gouge you and make you buy it again for each format. DRM for books, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which they absolutely could have. I mean, other providers have taken that tack of, oh, you want it over here? Sure. You get to buy it again. Ha, <laughs> ha. Right. They're taking more of the Steam approach of, oh, you bought Portal for the PC and you have a Mac? Enjoy your download of Portal for the Mac. Right. That is awesome. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so as long as there's a cross-platform game there, you can usually have it without extra charge. Same thing with these Kindle books. And I was stuck yesterday doing a day-long server deployment with a friend. Mm-hmm. And during the down periods, it was kind of a major nerd moment for me. Because I remembered to take power supply with me because I knew I was going to be using the hell out of this thing during the really boring download portions of our program. Got in there and was streaming Pandora Radio into a pair of computer speakers from it whilst receiving tweets and responding to emails and reading a book on Kindle all at the same time. At which point it burst into flames. (laughs) (laughs) It was running a little warm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Those those digital to analog conversions when you stream stuff. Well, Well, one of the things I was looking at is I was looking, I'm getting an iPhone 4 in another 10 days or so. My work's decided that Mm -hmm. they're converting all of the managers over to iPhones. Oh, nice. And um, so I was just reading and following kind of from our research threads. I was following it through and was reading about... Here, here's how the iPhones burst into flames. Yeah. Well, you got to nice. hold it properly, too. Yeah. Um, but actually, that, was, that was just a software glitch, you see. Honestly, yeah. though, I did. A friend of mine has an iPhone 4, so I did get to dink around with it some this week. And I'll give him one thing that screen is beautiful. That's a beautiful screen. I really hope other companies steal that because <laughs> that is very impressive. So one of the most, the most impressive things that I love about the, the Nexus is the, the obvious effort that has gone into the screen resolution because yeah. without that, things like Kindle would look like crap. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just having that, the thing I'm really loving about having a true 
pocket computer now, which mm-hmm. is what these things are. Smartphone is the term we use for them. The phone is such a tiny portion of what these things pocket do. Pocket PC. Right. It is the freaking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy hooked to the sub-Ethernet. What you started reading, by the way? Congratulations. Yay. Good for you. I know. I can't be a true nerd without reading it, you said. I, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That I'm still not really comfortable talking to you until you... <laughs> It's sort of it's sort of like a christening event, I you know. See. You gotta gotta do that. <laughs> let's, let's not get started on that topic again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you Grail's, have portal cred now. You know, <laughs> ten years later, but nonetheless, <laughs> never actually played Diablo, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So not, let's move yeah. on. Not <laughs> it's okay. I played I've, Dungeon Siege. I've played Diablo. Dungeon Siege. It's Microsoft's really bad yeah, I know, knockoff. I know exactly. What, exactly. It was a knockoff of it. <laughs> and they even made a movie based on it. Yeah, I know. Uh, which sucked. Name, dead air. Name of the Fallen or something? In the Name of the King. king name of the a King. A Dungeon Siege movie. Yeah. What? It had the transporter in it. Come on. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Everybody needs a paycheck every once in a oh, while. Yeah. The Grave Boys would like <laughs> you to know Sean that. Sean Connery. Exactly. <laughs> Highlander voice. 2. Why does it always come up <laughs> whenever it says he did it for the paycheck? Highlander <laughs> 2. Yeah. <laughs> I should have subtitled that one. Highlander Two contractual obligation or the paycheck. <laughs> Just name it the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Gray Void would like you to know that pocket computer sounds like a dirty euphemism. Um, in which I said, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. My, it's my pocket pager. Here's a roll of quarter, kids. Page Ooh. my pants. Did you remember, that's an old joke. That's now. an old joke. What's a pager? What's a pager? Yeah. Yeah. I like Pocket PC because it reminds me of uh, Shadowrun. I've been uh, um, one of the things you know. I moved over to Hulu when we moved to, when I went on into season of Burn Notice because hey, free now um, <laughs> instead of having to buy the seasons. Um, but what was interesting about it was you know they've got this Evo commercial on there, then then Evo the 4G phone from, from Sprint. Sprint. Oh right. yes, uh-huh. um, and it's all the first, and it's you're going through all the technology through the ages, and sure. I'm going yeah, live through that, live through that, live through that, live through that. Crap, I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they very rapidly got out of things. technology that predated us and into okay, we're like two two steps into this and we're into my lifetime. And it just keeps going and going and all this defunct technology going by. Oh, God, I'm old. Ah. Yeah. By the way, if you wish to participate in today's show, in addition to IRC chat, you can email us at the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Do it. Do it now. And the uh, the Grey Void is the dance party, which we host in World of Warcraft, and uh-huh, we uh-huh, are at uh-huh. Brewfest Field outside of Ironforge today. Booyah, Grandma, uh-huh. booyah. And yes, yes, Doxa did mention Shadowrun. That is a big woot from the Grey Void. Oh, heck yeah, I love oh, yeah. Shadowrun. It's my favorite role-playing game. Yep. Big oh. changes. They just came out with uh, Edition 4 of Shadowrun, where they made their Matrix, which is what they always called it, but like the Matrix. Before, it was very abstract, almost Tron-like, mm-hmm. where you play. Now, it's like the film, The Matrix. It's just another world. I like the abstract symbolism that, that we used to use in Shadowrun. it's all real, hyper-realistic? Yeah. I think so. yeah. I haven't read it yet, but so that's the impression I get. Grow used to play the uh, character that used to pop into The Matrix as a hamburglar, and he... What, what did you whip oh, at yeah. people? Rubble, for rubble. your attack program? Fries. Well, it depends on the attack strength. It would be fries or possibly larger cheeseburgers. That's right. A Big yeah. Mac was like the black. The, the Big, Big Mac, Mac attack. Yeah, the Big Mac oh, attack. God. That was awesome. Oh, that it is- was great. <laughs> I love Shadowrun. Funny. Yeah. So, uh, your imagination should be 
<laughs> medicated. I think. Yeah, yeah. But, but at that clean. time, I was in college, so it probably it was. <laughs> There's a time and a place for all these yep. things, and that time is called college. Yeah. But what I, you know, basically, Grail's counterattack, like his kryptonite, is is the little old lady saying, "Where's the beef?" Here you go. Throw a little old lady at Where Grail. Where's the beef? Yeah. Oh. 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 Rubble, rubble, oh. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, and Mosky Bear oh, hey. played the uh, SNES version. We still have it for Sega, don't we? Uh, yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah, the SNES version, while not exactly true to the role-playing game, was a great game. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Genesis version was actually really a lot. It was much very closer. True they to actually the game. imported yeah. a lot of the role-playing elements uh, and mechanics, I should say, into the the game. And yeah, we still bust out the Genesis every once in a while to play through it. It's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I'm just These waiting. little pixels, you know. Oh yeah, eight, eight, eight <laughs> bit oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was sixteen bit. Ooh, that was sixteen bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like. 256 colors yeah. or something like that. That's yeah. a lot of colors, wow. man. <laughs> Dude, why would anyone colors. why would anyone ever need more exactly. than 256 colors? There you go. I'm yeah, really 640k ought to be enough RAM for just about anybody. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody said that. Uh, Uncle Bill Gates said yeah. that. Yeah. It's a famous quote. Long, long ago. Mm-hmm. 640k, never need more. Should be enough for just about anybody. Yep. <laughs> so I went and saw Predators. Oh, yeah. Ah, I've heard mixed reviews on that. Oh, all the way from God, I didn't even realize that we'd passed the, the why release. Would, this was Friday? This was Friday, yeah. Oh, okay. I went and saw it on Friday, and I was, uh, I was personally not expecting much, so I went in, and I thought the acting was really good. Even Lawrence Fishburne? Even Lawrence Fishburne. I've heard terrible criticisms of him. Well, he was playing a guy that was gone crazy. Okay. So, I mean, and he has a much smaller part than you'd probably be led to believe, but still. They they always feature the names in the uh, credit or in the previews. But everybody else, I mean, I I thought, uh, what's his face, Adrian Brody? I thought he did a good job and he made himself a believable mercenary action hero. I, I really like that. Honestly, I thought that the plot was straightforward, but it was decent. the The only part I found bland, and I posted on the boards, was the actual predators themselves, which was kind of surprising to me. They tried to give a little backstory of their different sects of the predators, but it really didn't uh, translate well because they only gave it a couple lines in the movie. And there's like big predators and small predators, and they fight each other. That's really all they tell you. <laughs> okay. And so, and this leads then, you know, to the the trapped humans trying to figure out a way to... To, to work that against of, them. Yeah, to get out of there. So, it was overall, though, I, I mean, it was, it was better than the Alien vs. Predator movies. It was... Which is not hard. Not as much. I mean, I liked it better than Predator 2. Uh, the first Predator, I mean, it, it's Arnold. It's, it's Arnold. Kind of a it was, larger it was the light. first of the idea. Yeah, it's the first time you see one. Your so, first look at yeah. that design, which was pretty uh, remarkable right. animatronics for its day. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That and the, yeah. I can sometimes do the Predator voice. <laughs> yeah. So, but they captured the music from the films and stuff, and so it had a it, it had a really good vibe to it. I I personally thought it was it's worth seeing, and I had fun with it. So, yeah, I'm, st- I'm just talking to all of the predators in the audience. There you go. Of yeah. We coming, have so coming many to kill fans. You now. Yes. Those three dots on you. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's done out of love. Yeah. <laughs> That's still the uh, one of my favorite fan films ever was was the Batman Dead End oh, short film, yeah, <laughs> which was aliens, predators, and Batman and, and the Joker. Batman. Okay. Yeah. Someone's a little bit too fanboyish, but exactly. Hey, it was good. Time. It was extremely well done, up yeah. until the point where it kind of went off the rails. With what is that? 
an alien. Yeah, I know. You're like, what the hell? I was like, hey, this is a really great take on Batman. That's a really over-the-top Joker yep. and a very believable um, real-world Batman, just right. tough vigilante guy with lots of uh, toughness stuff. and stuff. Right. And then the alien came and grabbed the Joker and like, huh? Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh. That's okay, then. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Well, that and the fact is, there were people who you know had developed predator costumes that were that good. Oh, I know. And and alien exoskeleton costumes that were that good. Well, it's I like, mean, we saw Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. people, well, we, we know where exist. these people are grown. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, there are there are those moments where the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. No, no, yeah. No, <laughs> well, you know, they have a line not. just like that in the movie too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. They'll they'll eat you just as quickly. Either one of them. Yeah, pretty much. Them. Yeah, although I don't think either one of them actually eats you. They all just kill you in different ways. Um, finally, in AVP Requiem, they finally had a scene of an alien actually coming back and chowing down on a person. Like, oh, okay, so you actually do ki- you actually do kill, eat what you kill. Yeah, you're not just doing it for you for, know, for grins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, okay, that's the first time where they actually acknowledge that these things have biology and actually have needs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, they need to be held. <laughs> they just <laughs> needed a hug. hug. That's all the, the, we need to learn over all the course of all these movies. Is the queen just needed a hug? They they needed from a power well, loader. From from face huggers. Yeah, there you go. We all need hugs from face huggers. Yeah. Yep. Are you feeling the love? I'm feeling the love. Uh, yeah, my my favorite scene of all time from the uh, alien. Genre, the entire yeah, the whole know, now the whole wide breadth of films yeah is is essentially where Murphy has, um, not Murphy Ripley Ripley, Ripley. yeah Murphy <laughs> Dresden Ripley has um has Rebecca um Newt Newt, Newt. On, wrapped around her and she's getting her out of the right in, in aliens and um they run into the entire room full of eggs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, the queen's there, and they're facing off. And at the end, you know, the the one egg opens up, and Ripley just, yep. just basically flames right. the entire thing. That is my favorite scene. Even better than "Stay away from her, you bitch." Mm-hmm. Is oh, yes. it, it is just this? No, I'm sorry. I absolutely have to kill all of these eggs, yes. and I don't care that mommy's watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's really funny. You ain't all that. Yeah. Look at her. She is so awake. Unbelievable. I know. Yeah. The baby is waking up to the world. It's going to be more interesting as the months go on here. <laughs> Define yeah. interesting. Well, you remember when we first started and Nathaniel was, you know, Nemesis was a tiny little one and we had to, you know, okay, you talk for a while. I have to go leave the room uh-huh. now. It's going to be like that. Here we are again. <laughs> but then we, we didn't have, have Daxa, Daxa the maternal uh, here, so we may have uh, someone to run permanent interference here, at least until she stops being cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it happens about the age of thirteen, I think. <laughs> Looking at you, Aridin. <sighs> but I digress. Oh, the, yeah. gray, the gray void wants to know if there's a lich queen, and my answer is he was single. He's on the market. Yeah. No, he, was, he was single and had two cats, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Tienes dos gatos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. This brings us up against the first break of our show. You are spending your time listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio with all of us and all of you. On this first break, we have 
this week's installment of Northrend News Network from Amelia over Bay Day. Awesome. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And a little plug for another little show you may have heard of on our network. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on btwproductions.com. In today's top headlines, a six-coto pileup leaves Thunder Bluff commuters high and dry as traffic congestion engulfs the city. With city elevators blocked, the coders were eventually airlifted from the scene and taken to a veterinary hospital in Orgrimmar, where they are expected to make a full recovery. Next up, the Azerothian Workers' Brigade is threatening to press charges against Blizzard developers yet again this season, claiming that Dunmore's resident trog population will soon be out of a job when Nomergen is reclaimed by the gnomes. Thus far, the only hurdle to their case is finding a drug spokesman capable of doing more than grunting and snarling to represent in court. And Garage Hellscream is making his mark on Azeroth already, as secret plans are revealed commissioning goblin engineers to recraft Jara not in the icon of the Horde, but into Hellscream's own face. Thrall has yet to make a comment on proceedings. Are you tired of being guys in hatred, of being peed on by October? Of being enticed to play Xbox and have ice cream at Or worse of all, to visit the spirit here every week with Ireland. Then it's time to do something about it. The world strikes back every Saturday with GoHex. Only on vtwproductions.com. Hi, I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Ted told me to listen to vtwproductions.com. Isn't it great? And now we're back. This is oh. what happens when, when Gnomewise <laughs> steps away from the keyboard yep. and, and doesn't pay attention to the time indicator on the filler content. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Whoopsie. So no songs, huh? No. F- <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Northern News, um, back. back. I think we need another Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, well, uh, did, we'll, did Arch Nemesis do that? No, I just exploded when I took it off. <laughs> All right, we'll find you another set of headphones on uh, the next music break. Go. Wow, you'll have to kind of fake it for now. Um, Holy crap, <laughs> Batman! There you go. Okay, nothing a little chewing gum can't fix. A little bit chewing gum, spit, bailing wire, duct tape, toothpick, mind control. Rawr. Rawr, indeed. Um, so, we're into our gaming section. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you guys can talk because I haven't gamed all week. Well, let me <laughs> first do some shout-outs that I've failed to do for the last couple of weeks. Because we have developed several teams on the Versus the World forums who have been really helping us out with all kinds of different yes. stuff. And I wanted to shout-out to the people specifically who are helping us out there. So, we have... Let's see which one is this. Even though the next segment is our shout-out segment. Oh, hush. <laughs> Just yeah. destroying it. He's doing it because it leads into content, apparently. Oh, okay, fine. 
we have our Casually Hardcore research team, whose links we are about to expound upon in the next segment, uh, consisting of Boba Fetish, Cup Check, None Left, and Sakulian, or Sasulian. Not sure how to pronounce that one. We'll have to get some help from the Black Void on that one. We have the audio team, who we're going to get working on making advertisements, and there's some new drop-ins uh, that I can play with this week because of these guys. Mm. Uh, a little bit bigger group here. We have Vespir, Thane, Swag, Sean Caster, Midnight, Kevin. Midnight. Uh, Hallo, Grebog, Gohex, Eid, or Id, and Cathadora. Oh. And finally, we have the art team, who have been fantastically making our off-site advertisements and some of our show banners, the new header for the website, and are now working with the new art director, the Mistress of Giggles, to kind of unify oh. the look and feel of our site, uh, to take it from the patchwork that is what I have created and to make it into something that looks like it was actually designed to go together, yay, uh, consisting of Arcanum, Flaric, Gohex, Harpalice, Larali, Mahif, Mog, of course, Pusar, Spotty, Swag, and Valric. Very cool. So shout out to all you guys and all the time you spend uh, helping Being make cool. versus the world even cooler. Yes, Woo-hoo. even cooler than our mere presence created. That's and a I, tall order. It is a tall order yes. because we, we are, are so in fact, awesome to begin with. kind of a big deal. That's right. <laughs> so I did not want to let that slide for another week. Thank you, guys. And if any of you who are listening are interested in joining any of those teams, just post in the forums. We'll get you access to the boards and begin draining your resources dry <laughs> without mercy or pay. Or, or pay. Because <laughs> that was the pay that they get just now. That's awesome. That, that's, yep. you, you've heard it. And Cha-ching. And you can take that to a virtual... Yeah, the theoretical the shout out, the bank. Yeah. We, we, we pay them with I love bet. and praise. That's it's right. It's done out of love. Yes. I had a, uh, a person at work um, asking about... We have a, a gaming program, and one of our students was saying that he got a job offer from one of the major gold farming sites oh, that's really? out there. Fabulous. And was wondering, should I take this job? <laughs> and not just no, but hell no. And and that was just it. We were talking to them about, well, it depends. Reputation, you know, it, it's the not something I'd put on my resume, no, you know, yeah, if I was yeah. trying to break into... I was trying to break into the gaming industry, that sort of thing. But it was really funny because it was a uh, a creative writing position. Really? On the gold farming site. And I'm like, so are you writing the fishing lines? They're the ones that, that go in game and put the posts in yeah, the general that's the chat. Creative writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it would be better grammar if you did it. Yeah, maybe. that's true. G R A M M E R. Grammar. <laughs> Buy now. Buy now. now. You want gold? You buy gold from buy gold. here. <laughs> you come to this website. You you click yes to all things that download. So, <laughs> yes. Say thank you to Blizzard for giving us some topics this week. No. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. They yes. did. They yes. did. They definitely gave us a, a massive. Last I checked. Oh, that's port. right. They released uh, Ruby Sanctum. That's right. That's yeah. right. Big yes. topic. Huge I topic. I walked in there this week though. Ooh, walking. Always some awesome. Stuff in there. Things and, happen. And six minutes later, you were done. No, no. We actually went through... Uh, it took a little while, and then we got to the last guy, and it's a brutal coordination fight, and you have to be coordinated. And if you're not, you wipe. I don't think it's 
as hard as Lich King, but it definitely has the second phase with the the beam of death, as they call it, the circling beam that goes around, appears, and then it goes for a little while in a like a clockwise motion, Mm -hmm. and then it disappears, and then it reappears again at at just random intervals. Makes the fight interesting. <laughs> and then a lot of divide, interesting. dividing yeah. your DPS up and some f- fun stuff like that. But very pretty. Looks just like the Ruby Dragon Shrine in uh, the Dragon Blight. Okay. So, same type of look to it, but uh, very pretty zone. However... <laughs> yeah, let's say, what were you really yeah, alluding obviously to? Obviously, the, the first thing was, and we had massive 16-page thread of this on our, our boards. Not to mention the record number of replies to a blog post. Right. Thanks yeah. to our our <laughs> very own and much-loved flame-baiter, yeah. Octail. Octail? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, of course, now much ado about nothing. Uh, but, obviously, Blizzard's attempt to clean up their form of yep. using folks posting their real names or forcing, forcing you, if you do post on their forums, to show your real name. And that was their plan mm-hmm. come the release of StarCraft II. Right. They have since, after a mountain of feedback, uh, both positive and negative, uh, you know, obviously the the positive side is it gives you a chance to be held accountable for being a form troll, and the negative side is privacy concerns. They have rescinded that and decided that's not the way they're going to go. So for now, they're going to do such things as scoring your posts, uh, putting in uh, hopefully some more moderators because really that's what keeps a form going. I think the best is having enough people there to. Uh, make sure the the posts are kept on topic and and not of a uh, spiteful nature. That is pretty much ninety percent of those boards as as it stands. Yeah, be afraid, be very afraid. So that went away. But then on top of that, in the middle of it, they actually released that they are completely revamping the talent system for Cataclysm. Yes, which is a mm-hmm. huge change. They're getting mm-hmm. they're slimming down all the talent trees down to a thirty one point talent instead of the current 51 point talent. So you're going to have multiple layers now gone for Isn't your talents. 61 points now? You get total of 61, but the final talent you can get in a tree in a one is, tree is 50, a 51, point is the 51 point talent. Well, there's actually, okay, but there's 71 points total right, right now that you can spend. But you can't, if Which, you it, the minimum amount you need to get to that final talent is 51. Is 51. Yeah. Okay. So now there's... Max out a tree at 51. Right. So they're going to have your uh, amount of talent points. So your the plan would be to give you a talent point every other level. So basically on your non-spell gaining levels or the odd levels, you're going to get a talent point and so that'll uh allow you to progress down the trees you also have to pick your specialization at level was it level 10 when you get your talents so if you're say a warrior you have to say i'm going to do protection arms or fury and then you're locked into that tree until you've spent 31 points there interesting and then once you've once you're done the other two trees come live and you can spend your remaining points in those tree however you want so it's fo- and now all the passive bonuses that you used to have to spend talent points on come by whatever your selection you make. So if you pick protection, you get all the defensive stuff and everything comes passively uh, with that. Instead of having to use talent points on your talent points, should be going to things that are more active or more utilitarian, something mm. that, that uh, is more fun to use than putting points into uh, a talent that gives you plus five percent to hit or something along those lines. 
Interesting. It's it's interesting. I'm uh I I think that you're really going to see people then absolutely making choices on what to level in um based on how fast they can level because you're not going to see someone grinding to level in protection spec. Right. No. Well, it, it's like so how effective are your mid-level tanks going to be? I think you might to you use that just for that reason because it's so easy now to queue up for dungeons that if you are protection, you can queue up and you'll probably instant queue for dungeons very quickly because you're leveling as a tank, which is probably it, compared to the other folks in the population, a low uh there's a low amount of you out there. So you're Well, that's what fast. but that's what I'm thinking is is people won't choose that as well yeah. won't choose that as much because it's going to take them longer to grind through yeah. um, and so you look at that and say what's what is the impact on play going to be based on that yeah i i hope not i mean you'll still also when you get to 40 that should uh unless they're going to change it they haven't announced unlock your dual specking ability so as soon as you get that you can also then dual spec at 40 huh that's well that's right now when you can dual spec now they may change Mm. it because of the way they're changing the talent points but uh if they allow you to do that then that would also solve uh, well but you said 31 and they're getting it every other level. Right. Which means you're probably getting, and you do you still start at 10? As, as it's explained, yes. Okay, so you have to reach level 60 then. To before you max could. out your tree, right. but you could massively open another spec and then just pick a different talent tree and then you have your same amount of talent points. Okay. And you just swap between the specs. Um, and then, obviously, if you're already max level or level 80 when this goes live, you you already have your dual spec, and you can have two separate talent uh, trees uh, made out. Okay. The other big thing is they're also giving you some of your signature talents right at level 10 once you pick a path. So if your signature talent, like uh, I know for shamans they mentioned for enhancement, you immediately get things like Lava Lash and Dual Wield, which right now is far, much farther down the tree. Um, you know, Protection Warriors, I'm assuming we get something like Shield Slam right off the bat. So it gives you a chance to play around with kind of your... Big time talents, right? You know, a rogue would get mutilate right off the bat, whereas right now it's our forty-one point talent. Uh oh. I'm sorry, thirty-one. But yeah. Babies. Babies making noise. Yes, we have so, uh, we have atta- attracted baby aggro. Yeah. Go go tank that baby. Yep. So yeah, our, <laughs> you, you tired out the off tank, so yes. we're going to send in our main tank. Main tank. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, I'm excited for it. Again, I think it, it came from, in reading the blue post on it, it came from the fact they looked at what they put out there. They've done some beta testing now with folks with the new talent trees, and everybody kind of came back and said, nah, it still feels the same way as the old talent trees. I still have a, a optimal path yep. to use. There's not there's not really any variety. So they went back and they scratched. You know, it's it's a pretty bold move to take you know your established system over five six years of gameplay and say let's scrap it and completely redo it yeah. uh, to make it interesting again. So I'm I'm looking forward to I'm it. Curious to see yeah, how, how, it how it works, works in reality out, yeah. if we get if we rapidly get back to a point of. If you're not specced this way, you are a loser, right. noobzor, and you may not join our our raid. Uber elite raid. Uber Uber lead. Uber Uber lead. Well, the hope will be also that if you're just doing ten mans now, since it's the same thing, you don't have to deal with that as much. You hopefully can get you know ten consistent people together and go raid without hopefully having to worry about whether or not you're optimal spectre or, or anything anymore. 
Will that happen in reality? I don't know. We'll see. I play a twig druid. A twig druid? <laughs> a twig druid. What? I've yeah. seen some indications also in the uh, the druid cat form for the worgen druid is going to be more like a, a werewolf looking form. Um, so they won't. It'll be it'll be the DPS form, but it won't be feline. It'll turn into a worgen. <laughs> not. not <laughs> Yeah, did the cat chase the dog in the rain? Uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's just tremendous opportunity for there for, for screenshot it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It is a happy, happy ting. So that's been all the, the big news this week. I mean, obviously, and I definitely skimmed over the real idea how much veminence there was over that whole issue. I mean, I tried to, to keep it light because, like I said, in the end, they've rescinded it, so I don't know. They backed off and it was, it was an interesting insight into what they want to make Battle.net into. Right. And they want, it's pretty obvious, they want to turn it into the Facebook of gaming. Sure. They want to try and capitalize on this whole social networking thing. They want to become the hub for gamer types. Right. Um, which I think will only ever have a limited scope because they're only ever going to support their own library of games. Right. Anything that's going to succeed in that niche is going to have to be that something that's multi-platform. And it's already been tried. It was called GameSpy. Yeah. And it never took off to the... (laughs) She has hiccups. My loving wife holding our child up to the microphone so you can all discover why I call her Squeaker. Yep. Because Squeaker. she gets the hiccups. Squeaky McSqueakity. Squeaker squeak, squeak squeakum. Exactly. So, the yeah, I don't think, you know, if someone wants to develop the Facebook of gaming, I think it's more likely if Facebook were to make an arm that encompassed games and, but again, you have to get the APIs of the individual games because the, the big thing that they're leveraging with Real ID is the cross-game chat and availability system. Sure. So you're on WoW and you're raiding and you see a guy who's signed up for the raid playing StarCraft Two or Diablo Three, and you can send him a chat saying, dude, raid night. Oh, crap. Yeah, I'm on my way. Yeah. Or screw you guys, I'm playing D3. Right. Well, I mean, it's basically what Xbox Live has already done. Right. Can we play Foursquare in WoW? Foursquare in WoW? I want to become the mayor of ICC. Oh, God. Don't give them <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. So now, now it's going to... What's, what's, what should the, the Blizzard name? You know, not Foursquare, but I don't know. Hex gaming or hex, you know, hex square. I don't know. What do you do when you play tabletop games? Usually hex based, right? Yeah. Yep, hex based. Mm, no. No, nah, it doesn't sound. Shoot right. me now. Yeah. 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 And then we're, again, we're giving them ideas, which is a very bad thing. Bobby Kotick, if you're listening, and I know you are. Yeah. Uh, no, don't do these things because they would be good. They would be good and universally loved, and we know that you only do that which is evil and shunned. So. Don't do this. It would not fit your image very well. Well, one of the things the you know just to build off that, one of our research uh, folks found though that Activision greenlighted the uh, player-made sequel for King's uh, King's Quest. King's Quest. Silver Lining. Silver Lining, and it's being offered for free right now. Well, well the history of this one is it, it was a fan-developed 
add-on or fanned out continuation of the game right. that got cease and desisted. Yeah. And this is a reversal on the part of, who is it? Who's the uh, owner of the um, franchise there? I believe it's uh, Activision. Okay. Activision now yeah. consumed them at some point along the line. And they reversed their decision yeah. and are working with the uh, fan publisher now to promote it. Right. Which I think is absolutely freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't know why they see indeed them in the first no place. No idea. <laughs> I, can under- I understand what, what the lawyers would come to the table with is, this is a slippery slope. And yeah. if you don't defend your intellectual property one time, right. everyone's going to take all your stuff from you and you're never going to make any money ever again. And here's my bill. Yeah. You sound like Marvin the Martian. What? Do our lawyers sound that way? <laughs> In my head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. Yeah. Where was the kaboom? <laughs> the Ethereum XQ38 space modulator. Here's my bill. Here's my bill. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that would be all engineers, it sounds like Marvin the Martian. <sighs> lawyers have to sound like something different. <laughs> Well, I mean, what does the, the uh, slime-soaked spawn <laughs> of hell sound like? We could just put a vacuum up. I'll tell Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> sucking <Yeah>. sound. <laughs> gone from blue to suck. <laughs> it's gone from suck to blue, sir. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is me not yeah. touching that. Uh, so, oh, wait till the next section. It was a tangent. Oh, so, anyhow, though, so I mean, Activision has shown... Some life of Bobby must have been on vacation. Interest in the community yeah, as a whole, like uh, you know, generous and forward-looking. You know, Blizzard is willing to go back on a decision and change stuff. So it's an interesting time right now. Yeah, I was, I mean, the the big part of the furor against Real ID was the you know, abuse heaped upon the community managers who right. were. Basically, you know, slash dotted or whatever you want to call. They were they were researched. Oh yeah. And their public everything that could be found about them on the public internet was consolidated and posted together all in one place. And in a lot of cases, it was out of date information or inaccurate in that yeah. their family members got harassing phone calls. Right. And pizza deliveries. Pizza and deliveries sent to them because you know people were, thought they had nailed them and in fact had gotten someone similar to them. Yeah. So it was a a scatter shot of uh, probably not a very large number, but a very effective number sure. of uh, morons on the forums who said, nope, this is what you can do with uh, someone's real name. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just merely the real name. It was real name plus other information garnered from such sources as the back of the game manual where the entire team is listed by their real name. Right. Um, cross-referenced with Blizzard Entertainment and their forum names and so a lot more information about these individuals were out there than just their names because they're already semi-public figures. Yeah. But it was a, a pretty effective demonstration of what one deranged person with some skills can do with a little bit of information in this information age. Sure. So it was a powerful argument of, do you really want to put out people's real names? Yeah. At the same time, I was kind of looking forward to the forums being something useful again. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, because personally, I never post on the forums. And why is that? Because, well, for one, they're usually useless. Aha. But even if they were useful, I don't know if I still would post on them if if I had to give out my real name to do so. Well, you obviously don't post now because partially because, or mainly because they're useless because they're a cesspit. You know, you will never never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Right. 
because the useful information is shouted down by useless flame wars and deliberate trolling. Oh yeah, indeed. Okay. I was going to sure. say, don't don't even give it a the justification of the quality of that quote. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, it's, it's, you used, it's accurately descriptive. You used a very good Star Wars quote to describe the Moss Eisley Spaceport. Yep. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a little heat factory on my chest now. That's called your child. Uh-huh. <laughs> your chest's on yep. fire. <laughs> Hot. Hot, baby. Um, <laughs> did you see the article as well about uh, the opinion article, PC gaming might be making a comeback? Did you guys take a look at that one? I've yes, heard yes, other yes. things around that. Yeah. What was, what was interesting to me was, I, I, Noam and I were talking about this actually before the show started, and we were saying that, well, you know, yeah, he's, he's articulate. He, you know, whoever wrote this opinion article had, had, was very articulate, but he hasn't actually addressed... You know, it's he hasn't actually addressed what is going to have to change in order to make it work. I mean, if you're actually experiencing a twenty to one pirated to legitimate copy ratio, then uh, fiscally you can't afford to make PC games the way you did. So we talked about Steam and well, game, running things game in the developers cloud and, don't move you know, to the limited control structure of a console because they think it is the best interface for their game. They move to consoles because they are more secure against piracy than PCs are. And they can, can, they can have a revenue stream that's well, not as threatened. And because they have beautiful software development kits that are completely tailored and you know and it's a fixed every target. machine is going right. to have that exact same build to it. So exactly. It, I mean, from a developer standpoint, compare that to a PC that has just a multitude of variables that yep. it could possibly have. Yeah. No, when I teach my hardware class, I, I tell the students that I'm amazed that Windows works at all because it has to adapt to all these different variations of hardware configurations, and the game developers have to go for that as well. So, yes, you can make a superior. You can, if mm-hmm. you want to, make a superior gaming rig out of a PC. Oh, for sure. And oh, PCs sure. can be. Games can be designed to have a much superior interface design for a PC, but it's a moving target for the Mm -hmm. developer. Exactly. And they will get crappy reputations. I mean, one of the things that assassinated Vanguard Saga of Heroes, which was put out... See, you're you're scrunching up your eyes. You don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. No, I don't. It was the game that the original developers of EverQuest did as their follow-up. Oh, that's right. And it launched... It's and in our EverQuest book. Yeah. Is it? Vanguard yes. Saga of okay. Heroes. Yes. All right. It was a hardcore game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's EverQuest. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and it was for a long time, that was my, my rote argument whenever someone was complaining about how, how easy WoW was. Like, hey, the game you want is out there. It's called Vanguard Saga of Heroes. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. Go play it. Oh, you're still here? Then shut up. Yep. <laughs> because what you say you want is right over there. Yes. But one of the things that killed it is at launch, its hardware requirements were way, way ahead of the curve. So if you didn't have a multi-thousand dollar bleeding edge gaming rig, Vanguard didn't play very well, even with everything turned down to zero. Mm -hmm. So it got a reputation of being unplayable because they launched, they designed it, on one hand, wisely designed it for the future because you start your dev cycle years in the past mm-hmm. and you're trying to design for what's going to be available when you launch but right. they they guessed wrong and they went too high uh, so okay. it, was a, it was a full year or so before the the affordable gaming rigs caught up to it right 
they launched a little early. They had a whole bunch of these. They just had a horrible launch, which kind of killed the big-time success potential of the yeah. game. But a big contributing factor was the fact that they guessed wrong about the hardware requirements. So when you got the fixed hardware that mm-hmm. is a console, that's incredibly appealing to a game dev. The article was talking about piracy being a huge motivator for these guys because you release your game for the PC and six hours later it's cracked and cracked forever. Why do you think we see this move towards everything being online enabled and online required? Right. Witness StarCraft II. Mm-hmm. And all the Battle.net stuff that's going to come in the future is going to require a live internet con- connectivity even to play a local one-player game. Because they want to be able to change the copy protection as they move forward. So they can download updates to you and you can't play the game until you have the latest update. And so they can be measure, countermeasure, measure, countermeasure. The same fight that the satellite broadcasters fight with the satellite pirates Mm -hmm. is they switch to this mode of programmable decoder cards because they wanted to be able to change the rules of the game at will from a distance. That's what the people who put Steam out are doing. That's why we got Battle.net coming. All these mm-hmm. big name titles are requiring an internet connection so they can continue to wage the war against the pirates as the game goes on. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just think they vastly and wildly underestimate the talent and the skill of motivated game pirates. Oh, yeah. They're not going to be able to stop it. No matter what they design in, someone can take the code, alter it, point it to a fake authentication server, and you will ha- you'll see these teams of fake Battle.net servers coming out to support the shadow network of oh, yeah. StarCraft 2. Yeah, without I, I, a doubt. Can, I can see it happening. <laughs> and I'm just stuck with this land of, why are you even bothering? Yeah, I know. You've convinced yourselves that this is the answer. That this will stop those pirates cold because they can't play our game if they don't check in with the mothership. But they've been here before. They're coming, they're coming off of this high of trying digital rights management. Right. Of... We're going to install software on your computer. Yeah, other people would call it a root kit, but we're going to call it copy protection yeah. software that you know, adapts to all these. Sure. And, and well, we saw a, that with a huge uh, failure. Spore. Uh, no, Assassin's Creed Assassin's Two Creed just re- recently yep. had that where it was knocking you off the game, you know, without saving yep. when you lost your network connection. Yep. So, so they're they're killing the end user experience to. Defeat this undefeatable adversary. They just, they don't, they haven't learned from the repeated experiences of the past. If you release it, they will pirate it. If you release it, they will pirate it. The pirates have never failed. Show me one instance where they have failed. Well, you'd say, well, an MMO. Really? Private servers. Right. So... If you release it, someone is going to take it from you. You can't control it. Once you release it into the wild, stop trying. Hell, even if you don't release it, sometimes you you lose it anyway. Well, it's just, it is the death (laughs) knell for the PC gaming platform. For the win. Yeah. Because the extent to which you have to go to pirate games on consoles, and don't think that you can't do it, number one, you still have to buy the console. Right. Even if you're going to mod it, you're going to chip it or whatever, mm-hmm. you still bought a unit and they got a sale out of you. Yeah. So there's one for their ca- one for their column in the spreadsheet. <laughs> one for the team. Yep. Right. Right. <laughs> and 
most people aren't willing to go to the trouble of physically modifying their console, especially with stories about mass bannings from Xbox Live and similar services once they devise a way of detecting the mods, and they always will. Here we are, back in land of measure, countermeasure. But this time, you've just bricked an expensive piece of hardware in your pursuit of lol's free games. Right, right. So they have a lot better chance of not winning, but minimizing their losses in the console industry, which oh, is sure. why the consoles are going to win. Because yeah. they're going to get better and better and better. The dev cycles are going to get small, or longer and longer. We're going to sit on these generation of consoles longer because they're, they're better at what they do and they can sponge better games out of them for longer periods of time. But ultimately, it's because they can release the game and actually you know, sell $6 million. Dollars. Yeah, right, but there's right. also the idea that there really is no more off-the-grid, even for entertainment purposes. Not that they're demographic. On, yeah. You're the, on the grid. If the, the people they're selling to, they have a pretty reasonable expectation. The person who's going to buy a video game is also going to be the kind of person that has high-speed internet. So the expectation, people cry about, oh, I can't play it if I don't have an internet connection. Okay, if you're a gamer, you've got an internet connection. And you're probably living somewhere where you can get high-speed internet. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if I want to go on vacation somewhere? Then go have a vacation and, and put the game console down, for God's sakes. They're, they're doing a, a service for America by forcing kids to stop playing games yes, at least while on no vacation. Nice. Hey, I'm looking at you, man, who took his Xbox on vacation. <laughs> Um, but I digress. And it also brings us up against the break. <laughs> okay. You are listening to Debates Are Us. I mean, Casually, Casually Hardcore. Hardcore. Yes. Live on Versus the World Radio. We got a wonderful segment from Midnight coming up. Midnight at the Movie. Woo-hoo, midnight. Booyah, Grandma, and the ya and the boo. We'll be back right after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Midnight at the... No, Agnes, I can't play with you right now. Uncle Midnight is on the radio. Yes, that's your unicorn. I got it. Would you like to say something to the radio people? Say hello. No? Well, what do you want to say? It's so fluffy! But one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our sexy girlfriend! Inconceivable! What are you people? Welcome back to Midnight at the Movies, everybody. This week we have two new movies out, so let's get started with Predators. I went to go see it on Friday. It's a decent film. Um, has some great acting in it. Adrian Brody's in it. Alice Braga. Lawrence Fishburne. All did a, a really good job acting, I thought. And that kind of thing. My disappointment with the movie comes from... This is the fifth of the series, basically. You have Predator, Predator 2, Aliens vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2, and now Predators. And so we're kind of familiar with what a Predator is and what exactly it does. So why are we going back to the very beginning... It looks like they're trying to recreate the first movie where they're running in the forest and that kind of stuff and the Predators aren't seen for half the first of the movie. And it's just, it didn't work for me. Since we know the Predators and everything, I think they should have done more stuff with them and made, given them a bigger personality, given them more parts of the movie. It is their movie after all. That's what we're going to see. So, overall, it was decent. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It's rated R and an hour and 47 minutes long. Alright, up next, let's go for Despicable me. On July 9th, get ready for two supervillains, three unstoppable forces, and a cast of minions. They're going to steal the food! 
huge. We had to shrink it down. Tiny toilet for little tiny baby to do. Despicable Me. Curse you, tiny toilet. In 3D. Rated PG. We caught this one this weekend as well. Steve Carell is not my favorite actor in the world. I'll be the first to admit that. And he is playing the voice of Gru in this movie. We loved it. We thought it was hilarious. There's a ton of funny parts that's not in the trailers, which was great. Uh, there's little hidden gems here and there that the kids may just not understand. The Evil Bank has a subtitle under it, so watch for that. It's pretty funny. There's just little bitty things here and there that adults will pick up that the kids won't even see. It's hilarious for the kids as well but there's little bitty jokes thrown in for the adults and that was really cool to see we just thought it was a blast the 3d on this one is actually worth it toy story 3 3d is not worth it this one it is worth it they throw 3d stuff in there all over the place the whole roller coaster ride that you see in the trailers great they've got especially at the end the minions actually come out to see how far 3d they can get that's a lot of fun to watch People were just sitting there watching it and laughing. That goes on for a while. They'll throw, throw up some little credits, and then it'll go on again. So be sure to stay for it and check it out. We thought it was great. It's rated PG, an hour and 35 minutes long, giving it a 4 out of 5. All right. Well, let's take a look at this week's Money O's this time. And this weekend, you're actually going to see a lot of different numbers from different people. Some people are going to say stuff like Twilight they're going to include the Wednesday-Thursday numbers. Then you got some people who are just going to do the Friday-Saturday-Sunday numbers. But in the state, since it was 4th of July, Monday is also a holiday, so I'm going to include that. So I'm going to count the four-day weekend on this one. All right, so let's take a look. Number five spot, you're looking at day and night. It fell two places from number three. It brought in $14.1 million. The number four spot is grown-ups, also falling two spots, $26 million. The number three spot is Toy Story, falling from number one. It brought in an additional $43 million. The number two spot, I'm kind of surprised with the bad reviews it got, but it still managed to pull in $51.8 million over the four-day weekend for The Last Airbender. And the number one spot, no surprise, is Twilight Eclipse. Over the four-day weekend, it's made $83.6 million. Over the nine days that it's been out, it actually has pulled over $200 million in on a budget of $68 million, so it is just killing it. It's doing great. Not a big surprise. You all know how the Twilight fans are out there. So, All right, let's take a look at the DVDs coming out on July 13th. That would be Tuesday. We have The Bounty Hunter with Jennifer Aniston and Jared Butler. Our Family Wedding. Uh, America Ferrera is in it. Forrest Whitaker. Chloe, another one coming out that very few people might have heard of. It's got Liam Neeson and Julianne Moore, both great actors. And that's pretty much it for the DVDs. All right, let's get started with this week's Mix-Up Matchup. What I want you to do, head over to vtwproductions.com. Go up to the forums link up there at the top. Scroll on down to the bottom of the forums. Down there, there is the big screen section. That's where I call home. Get in there, find the mix-up matchup post for this week. I'm going to play five clips. What I want you to do is try to identify the movies where these five clips come from, then post them on the forums, and we'll see if you're right. All right, here they come. Sancho, when you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. Honey, do you honestly think I would check thousands of tiny little lights if I wasn't sure the extension cord was plugged in? You meet her, hang out, flirt, no commitment, nobody gets hurt. She's got brain damage, you psycho. Okay, I'll give you that one. Oh. <coughs> What's the matter about it, Becky? 
know, Potato Head, you just fell for the oldest routine in the book. Bad cop, worst cop. All right, there's your five movie quotes, so get on those forums and start guessing. I'm going to toss it back over to the Casually Hardcore crew. I will see you all next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high-availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hello. I'm Oxtail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? Well, if you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. That's VTWSubs at gmail.com. And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio. Now, we have an alternate drop-in that we was sent for... Uh, introing the email segment. It goes a little bit like this. I have a special delivery for you, big boy. Oh, and I see your flag is up. Do you have something for me, too? <laughs> okay! All righty, <laughs> then. Uh-huh. I see. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, for those of you who had asked earlier about uh, Tiny Chat, I did go and get the uh, webcam, and I am now live on tinychat.com slash gnomewise, and you can get past the password prompt by using the password we are versus with an exclamation point at the end no spaces we are versus exclamation point that's the password you need for joining the chat room and for turning on your camera you know what we should get for our mail segment the the uh i got a package for you uh, from Ace Ventura? From, no, no, no. From uh, Command and Conquer. Was it Command and oh, Conquer? Oh, yeah. I got yeah. a present for you. I got a present, a present for, for you. you. Oh, for the, uh, what, the engineer? <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the commando. Yeah, the commando. The commando, because he would blow up the He would blow up things, right, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, the sound you didn't absolutely did not want to hear. <laughs> oh, no! You were always like, dang! Let's I let a, a, yeah, like, no! <laughs> I let a commando I get it. in. I don't want yeah. it. No. no, the engineers, as I recall, were oh, silent. Oh, God, those were horrible. <laughs> they would just quietly walk in and take over take the building. Take your stuff. Uh-huh. So she's saying it's silent Ching! but deadly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the person would sell your building right in front of you, and you're like, oh, <laughs> That's not cool. Dude, not cool. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, it's a shout-out email segment. I have shout-outs to all the people who have come to the dance party. You go, girl. That's all right. Um, we have Bloody Bones and Jai Duran and Rink and Want to Buy AoE Sheep is here <laughs> and Leodal and Nuj Kildare, of course, who's been keeping us posted on the uh, World Cup. The Nuj. Um, and Dread Knight is here and Chalman is here. And I believe that's everyone who's made it at this point. Excellent. So. Yeah, He's I very mean, happy. Congrats, Spain, for winning. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. You heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're sportscasters. Hey, it's still a game. No, it's over. Still, yeah, no, oh! I'm saying it's still a game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, if... Goal! 
If Gwen was here, I'd actually talk about it. There's been other big sports things, but I know I'd be wasting my breath. Okay, check crowd, this out. So. <laughs> some, some brawny guy. Check, check this out. <laughs> Dead baby. Okay, visual joke, people. Not yeah. good for the event. Doesn't play well Doesn't, on radio. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have me, an email. Give me your webcam. Uh, <laughs> I have an email uh, called, right. this email is boring. Okay. Guaranteed. Well, let's read it. (laughs) I have nothing of interest to add to the show today. Just wanted to greet you from Palm Springs, California, also known as the only place in the world that's hotter than Phoenix in summertime. In fact, hearing you complain about the heat is pretty much the best reason to listen to you guys. Finally, people who understand, stay cool from Sakani. That wasn't boring at all. You're suffering more than I am. Oh, Woot. Woot. Uh, you get to get see your own webcam. According to weather.com, Palm Springs right now is 97 degrees. You don't have anything to Please. complain. Get out of 97 here. 97 degrees? That was our low yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like 95. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. You can't handle the heat. Yeah, if you're not in triple digits, don't even bother writing it. <laughs> I was going to say... And the zeros in the front do not count. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever was your first oh clue. What is that? Uh, well, I have an email entitled, Help Me. It says, Daxa, would you kindly read this email? By the way, Daxa, there's a theme. So, hey guys, this is Mighty Stoner, which uh, who is in actually the Black Void today. Would you kindly help me with my problem? I want to join the VTW forums, but I am not a very forum active person. I use it for a week and then... The gimmick for me wears off. Thanks for whatever you can do. So anyways, I've been playing a game which is the theme of this email. And Daxa, would you kindly guess the theme? I uh, this I have given you I think I have given you enough clues, but in case you but in case not, would you kindly avoid Mr. Bubbles? From Miss from Mighty Stoner, and that would be Bioshock One is the theme. And Mighty Stoner has two paladins, uh, one horde and one alliance, because he will never play ro- a rogue. Sorry, Gwen and Grail. But yes, Would You Kindly is the theme from uh, Bioshock yeah. 1. And I won't say a lot about it for those of you who haven't played it, because it's freaking awesome when you discover everything that's going on. So play Bioshock 1 and find out. So I have an email. You go, girl. It's called uh, DRMWTFH. I'm not translating that. Um <laughs> Hey, CH Crew Turtle here, listening live about your DRM talk and how Ubisoft failed with connection issues and the complaints about StarCraft II and other games that require network authentication. And I was reminded of several of my friends that were slash are in the military. I have quite a few friends that have been or are in varying branches of the military and how when they have a chance... Um, can only play a select number of video games. One specific example comes to mind that is kind of old. When the original Bioshock came out, the DRM for it never required a constant connect, but one just had the simple installation of the game. I find this reasonable compared to the others. Turtle. Um, P.S. Shout out to the squeaker. Cool. The squeaker. Yes. The arch nemesis. So, the arch nemesis. squeaking glory. The squeaker. Who is she- recently gracing my webcam. Yes, she nice. was on the webcam, but that was because it was the visual joke. Nice. She completely, I held her here, she's awake, she's awake, she's awake, oh. Ugh, dead. And down she goes, and it's a uh, sleeping baby in the most uncomfortable position known to man. <laughs> she looks pretty damn comfortable to me. Yeah. And very content. Uh, and very liquid. 
as only mm-hmm. a, a baby can. <laughs> this reminds me, she's doing like this, she reminds me of that picture we had of Nemesis taken when he was two months old. Uh-huh. We went in for family portraits. He's wide awake, wide awake. He starts crying, crying, crying. We sit down in front of the camera going, this is never going to work, and he passes out cold. Yep. And we take all the pictures Perfect. of him just completely asleep. Keep <laughs> <laughs> his eyelids open for certain <laughs> shots. <laughs> Perfect. No, you're, he you're a wonderful human old, being, Grail. It was okay for him to be asleep. All right, I got one here. Uh, this is a gaming question. Hi, guys. Ambrosius. Here. Ambrosius. Here again. Last week's show, you guys talked about what games you play. But I have a question for all of you. What is the game you love to play but brings out the worst in you and might scare your significant other? A real good Every example. Every freaking game girl is, plays. <laughs> a real good example <laughs> is my wife. I love her, and she's very pretty, just in case she hears this. She uh, loves Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. But when things aren't going her way, she starts slamming down her mouse, hitting the keyboard, sighing with frustration. To the point where she is a totally different person. Now, I did one time ask, you okay? No words in response, only the evil eye turned my way. Now when she tells me she wants to play Ms. Pac-Man, I tremble in fear. Love the show, Ambrosius. <laughs> Ambrosius? Um, yeah, I mean, certain games I'll, I'll definitely get a little annoyed with. but A lot annoyed wor- with? The worst <laughs> one by far that I can recall, because I still remember this day, was... Ninja Gaiden on the old NES. Like, there was levels in that game where I was ready to destroy things. I was so fed up with that game. <laughs> nerd rage! Yeah, massive nerd rage. <laughs> now, that, that and uh, Shinobi, I think, were always held up as the, oh, yeah. oh my god, these games are incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah. This is what, what side-scrolling uh, fighting games should be! Say, well, whatever. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Wait, saves? What saves? <laughs> what are these save points yeah. of which you speak, girly you better man? have some extra lives. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your save. save. <laughs> mm. Mine was always networking. Mine was always like when we used to play uh, Doom. Because oh, yeah. I would die like Let in Doom. 1.5 seconds yeah. from spawning. I, Spawn campers. Oh, I freaking... And the worst was Intrep. Yeah. Rise oh. of the Triad. Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah, that was I love so that much game, death, though. though. I mean, it was <laughs> your average. I mean, if you were bad, you died in two seconds. If you were good, you died in five seconds. <laughs> I mean, it really, <laughs> new record. Yeah. I love the jumping in that game. That was oh, yeah. awesome. You that could jump really high. That was great. Crazy. Though. I've got some Black Void action sure. here. Okay, Black Void action from mm. Sean Caster. Shout out to my guild, Knights of the Round, on Oldaman US, and ask Gnome to play his new drop-ins. I already played one of them. You weren't paying attention from mighty stoner shout out to barry va for reppin and shout out to the vtw cast all of them on all the shows from boba fetish shout out to breaking category five inner tube cables that forced me to miss the grave void he done stepped on his cable Don't. one too many times <laughs> go blind doing that chalman said uh, <laughs> keep touching your cable you will go blind uh. My wife punched me in the shoulder because I kept killing her playing Lego Star Wars. So there's a game that brings out the worst in you, apparently. Oh, yeah. I have an email called Winter is Coming, and I would like someone else to read the email whose title begins with a V because I swore off them this week. What are you um, talking about? We just talked we are going to watch it tonight. <laughs> if it's off air. Off air, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. 
Greetings, casual. So I was listening to your show from like a week ago and wanted to drop you a line in regards to the Game of Thrones teaser you touched on briefly. HBO would, in fact, have a lot more material to make a trailer for the show since the show's pilot has already been completed. However, due to the recasting of some major roles, i.e., oh God, I can't pronounce Daenerys. this. Daenerys. and Caitlin. Um, after the filming of the pilot, various scenes now have to be reshot. What's more is that in order to properly advertise the series as the massive epic that it's hopefully going to be, they'll need a trailer that conveys some of the epicness, which isn't going to work with just scenes from the pilot. When the first trailer finally does come out, I'm hoping to see some nice shots of all the different landscapes from Westeros and Ashai, as well as some castles and monuments, e.g. Winterfell the Wall, etc. Um, also, the when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die scene between Ned and Cersei better be in there. Anyway, a lot of casting news has been coming out recently, and in addition to various promising stage actors, Roy Dotrice, who did an excellent audiobook recordings for the first three books, has been cast as Grandmaster Pycelle. Um, all in all, it seems the production is well underway, and I'll keep posting every bit of information I can get my hands on on the VTW forums in the GOT, Game of Thrones, thread. Knowing that all of you have read the books, I was wondering which scenes would you like to see in the proper trailer for the first season of Game of Thrones. Keep up the good work, and I hope you'll never stop servicing the fans. Speaking kind regards, of which, the Germans. Let's the Germans. see. I got something here just for that. <laughs> for servicing the fans? <laughs> yeah. That's, this isn't it, but this is close. Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint licker? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nice. Oh, you have new drop-ins. God couple. forbid. Couple. Mm. I gotta find that particular one. I think, I'm scared. Um, a, a great scene would be the things I do for love. Oh yeah, yeah. That and would be Jamie. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, helps helps out. I don't want to ruin it. I know, know. Mm-hmm. you don't want to yeah. say, but Jamie helps out Cer- or protects Cersei, basically. Sort of. Not really protects. Just does something she wants. The things I yeah. do for love. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a good scene. Unfortunately, they all kind of blend in my head. So some of my favorite scenes won't actually occur until they get to Storm much, of Swords. Yeah, um, much <laughs> later. But yeah, no. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot. Obviously, I'm really curious to see how they do the wolves. Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. Those are a big part, obviously. <sighs> and I can't find that. <laughs> what are you looking, looking for? I played it before the damn. You did? Mm-hmm. Dead air. Dead air? Really? Dead air. Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> yep. Well, we're moving on without you. And one exactly. sleeping baby on <laughs> the webcam. Ah, right. uh, here we go. Okay. So, anyways, continue servicing the fans. <laughs> nice. Oh, yes. I'll service you all night. <laughs> all right. Okay, I, you need to stop. Well, this. you gave me a webcam to grab, so what do you expect? <laughs> this from the one who said, no, don't ever put me on camera. Don't put the baby oh, on camera. Oh, my defenseless child. Yeah, right. <laughs> my defenseless child who is with me in my arms, and I'll kill anyone who gets too close. Mm-hmm. There you go. It must be killed with fire. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So does anyone want to read the uh, the email that I'm not allowed to read? The V-mail? The V-mail, oh, yes. I didn't even. I have it. Okay, right. okay, okay, read okay, it then. Vampires. Ta-da. He said the word. Oh, okay. yes. Hey, Casually Hardcore guys. I love the show. Been listening to you guys for at least two years now. I was listening to your last show when you were talking about vampires you like and how they need to be evil and dark. 
Well, what do you guys think about Thomas in the Jim Butcher series, Dresden Files? He does a good job uh, with the dark and evil vamps, but then you have Thomas, who is one of my favorite characters in the series. He's always so funny, I think, but everyone knows he's a vamp and expect him to act as one, which... In a way, still do, he, he's. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'll have to add some words here. Which, in a way, he still does, but in a funny way. So that's all for me. I love the show. Can I have a shout out to my guild, Brotherhood of Ronin, on the Dalvinger server? Uh, this is from Lenathor, level eighty, dwarf hunter. Dwarf. 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 Um, shout out so given. So, Thomas. Well, he's kind of an offshoot. Uh, he's a type of vampire. In the Butcher universe, there are mm. different the three right. courts. The three courts. And mm. He is a white court vampire, which feeds off of emotions. Yeah. He's a succubus. Yeah. Yeah, or an incubus. Or an incubus. Yeah, yes. that's right. He's the man. So, yeah. He's a dudeubus. He's yeah. a dude. He's a dude. So, yeah. Um, dudeubus. yes. Got it. Yeah. Dudeubus. So, yeah, he feeds on emotion instead of blood. Yes, which strong emotions such as fear right. and or his particular lust. his particular family feeds on lust, right? Yes, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Some will feed on fear, some feed on pain as well. Right. But nonetheless, it's and so. He, but he's very pretty. But when you first he's say vampire, the f- natural inclination is blah to think blah of, blah. Well, yeah, one. Uh, 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 yeah. But something's <laughs> going to suck your blood. So. <laughs> He's a little off. He's an offshoot of that. So I like him. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my. I like the character a lot. Well, I like because later in the storyline, and slight spoilers here, uh-huh. um, you know, Thomas when we meet him is the tortured soul, yes. and they have the they have a soul gaze with Harry, where he actually gets to look inside Thomas Thomas's head, right. and sees the Thomas's soul. Yeah, the actual. Demon half, you know, because vampires in this universe are half human, half demon, and he's constantly locked in struggle with his demon aspect and fighting against the hunger that threatens to overtake him. And later in the series of books, he gets pushed over the edge right. by torture and gives over to the demon side, and that's pretty much where we left him was needing to recover from that ex- that torturous experience and being more vamp than nice uh, ally. Yeah. Hairdresser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. French. Hairdresser. And yes. so that's good storytelling. You know, that's a, a story arc for someone to go to where they've worked very hard to get to a place and then don't fall off the wagon are shoved off, off the, the wagon, wagon yeah. into the, wagon the ditch. runs over yes, them. and backs up over them repeatedly. <laughs> and they have to try to decide if they want to come back from that. Right. Because this universe is populated by people who have become vampires who have just willingly given themselves over to the bestial side um, mm-hmm. yeah. with great glee. and But not all of them. And Thomas is a good character study and the one who wants to resist the, quote, evil nature or yeah. just the destructive part of his nature while still enjoying the, the benefits of the... Extremely long life, uh, incredible good looks, and oh my god, sexual prowess. Yeah. So there is an upside, but there's a pretty sharp drop-off on the downside as well. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, he also, I mean, his other big forming part of his character is the fact he almost killed his the person he really loves right. by feeding on her too much. So, Which she went into willingly, but, yeah, but right. still. crisis situation arrives, and I need to die or suck you almost dry. Munch, munch, munch. Noms. Because... 
the whole point is, you know, at his heart, he is what he is. And he is an energy-sucking vampire. vampire. Yes. But to answer the question for the email, I think he's a very interesting and fun to read about take on the whole vampire mythos. I agree. Yes, I think he's a very interesting take. I also feel he's he's also part magical because he's, you know, Harry's brother. So Another and, spoiler alert. Right. Well. Somewhat massive. <laughs> we, we've talked to, I mean... We've talked about this series for the past, like, 50 shows. So if you haven't read it, then... And that's less than halfway through the what will eventually be the expansion yeah. of 21 exactly, books. Exactly, of so. a ton of books. But basically, he is part magical, so I find him being a, a, quite an interesting mix of both. I, I, I guess... It, I don't see him as the true, you know, the, the true vampires and the ones I really enjoy, but he is an interesting take on a vampire. In he's my an interesting character. He's, an, oh, he's a great character. I love um, his character. So the Great Void says, lol, Gnome said glee. To which I reply, gleep. 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 How many different ways are there to say gleep? Psst, hundreds of thousands. 300,000, yeah. It's like a whole language in and of itself. Name and, uh, anyone book. Who, and, psh, anyone who, li- who reads Robert Asprin novels knows what we're talking about. Gleep. The myth series, myth conceptions. Yeah, thank you. I gleep. asked people to name it. You gave it away. Gleep the dragon. None for you. Gleep. What? <laughs> Call you couch sleeper. Um, oh, I wow. see. <laughs> I'm feeling that love. Uh, okay, before we wrap up for this segment, are there any more shout-outs, emails, or communiques from the various voids? Yes, the alliteration, the various voids. And then there was a kind of silence. Good. Good. Uh, I think we got through uh, a good number of our emails. Excellent. We will go to our final break here. We have a little bit of Brad Sucks queued up for your listening pleasure. Brad Sucks? Brad Sucks. You suck. Okay. Brad Sucks is a great band, and they release their music wow. freely, which makes them even That's better. That's awesome. <laughs> then they're, they're an amazing band. band. <laughs> Fantabulous band. When we return, we will be going through our general geekiness segment, which is fueled this week by the Casually Hardcore Research Team. We got lots of stuff in there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back right after this.
everything's okay I'm just trying to act my age Yeah, I wanna know And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to become a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? If you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio. We are entering into our general nerdiness segment, which we still don't have a drop-in for because, well, this one kind of works. Yeah, you guys are... uh... You're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. That's all I meant. So anyway, we have the old dichotomy here of turning the volume up loud enough so we can hear our voices in our own headsets makes the music and the drop-ins blow our heads off. Yeah. And yes. play them. So I think we're just going to lose the whole listening, being able to listen to ourselves because... You could just. I like my hearing. You could stop playing drop You could just turn it down. Yeah. You're funny. At which point, Gnome says, what, and give up that power? Silence! Exactly. I just got kicked off everything. Well, that's just the extent of my power. There's this really sad part here where I mounted up to get ready to go and jump in the forge with all of the people who came to the dance party and had to go put the baby down and got distracted and came back and everybody's gone and I suspect that they're all dead. Okay, I need to stop hitting the cable from this dude. Oh, so I'm not hitting the cable for anything. Uh-huh. What? Anyway. Dang. So, 
we have lots of threads and links that the uh, aforementioned research team has provided to us. The one that jumped out at me at first was the link that Barry Vier will provide to the uh, family in the Black Void. Farmville branded snacks now available at 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so That's number one, we have the disease of Facebook infecting real life even more, and the disease in the disease of Farmville. How is Facebook a disease, exactly? Everything that is wrong with society and the world can be illustrated within Facebook. Expound. <sighs> Do I really need to know the minutia of the progress that someone goes through while they're getting drunk in an evening and are pasting their Facebook updates as it happens. And that's Twitter, too. And that's well, Twitter, every social network. Twitter is the, So don't just blame it on It's Facebook. just the 140-character version of that exact same thing. Well, who are you friending on Facebook? Yeah, no kidding. You. How you doing? Because I haven't posted <laughs> anything about that. I mean, unless you... You know, again, that could becomes... If you have somebody doing that, that's when you go tell that person. Or you take the passive-aggressive and just hide their updates. And then you're done. The, one, the hide button is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to say... I, now, granted, I don't really agree with Farmville branded snacks. <laughs> that's a little crazy. But nonetheless, I don't see it. I don't have the venom that you're pushing towards Facebook when, to me, all it is is a way that I can easily get in touch with people. I can easily organize events. I can easily share photos with people I care about. The people I don't care about, I don't friend. It's really simple. I just hit ignore when they send me something. No, the uh, the, the system of uh, strategic friending. Is that why I never hear back from you, Gordon? Basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sick I was <burn>. wondering. <laughs> um... <sighs> I don't know. I just had really bad experiences with uh, Facebook early on, and I just I don't trust the company behind it. Oh, um, well, and, their mean, mo- and their motivations. And again, it's like what uh, you know. You just got to me. It's like don't put stuff up there that you don't want everybody to know about, including people that you may not even know. My name is the only accurate piece of information up there. There you go. It's, it's, everything about my Facebook profile is deliberately falsified, so you can't put two and two together and get my identity. I know, it said you like women. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was lies. And it, and it, and he, and it said he was married to me. Wow. <laughs> That's His just, Facebook that page does say he's married to me. Nothing's true. Nothing on there is true. <laughs> I had to work hard for that one. I had the big setup yeah, just to did. get Yeah, you did. I was going to say, that was a lot of setup. Awesome. There are um, There are certain things on my Facebook page that are falsified, but... Only certain things. I only bef- I only friend people. I I don't have five thousand friends like other people because I only friend my friends. friends. Hey, what a concept! So I don't worry about putting, you know, pictures of you know Grail's party on there and things like that because I just get annoyed having to constantly and repeatedly tweak my privacy settings when they keep changing the defaults to be no no we really want you to have it be show things to friends of friends oh i hate that no i put it on friends and i really don't think you should have the power to change the rules later on as they have done four times now Mm -hmm. and show no indication that they're gonna they're gonna stop because they're just relying on people to not re-verify their privacy settings after each quietly announced change. So, 
Yeah, but at the same time, I think with those those quietly announced changes aren't so quiet anymore. No, people, people have finally caught on when some when they make a change yes. uh, with updates from people saying and as it what you be. have to do to get rid of whatever they've done. Yeah, and, yes. and they in my my assertion is that they shouldn't be doing well, crap like that. To me, also, I mean, in the end, I look at it and go, it's like I haven't paid a dime for any of this. So yep. if they're making changes, it, it is in the end their sandbox. Oh, and I can just, and I have the option to uh, exactly. to, leave. to not play exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but so back to the actual to the actual topic, Farm Bill, which is. <laughs> so I know there was something out there that was like, uh, you know, companies fighting each other. Like there was a voting game where they p- kind of did like a, a March Madness tournament brackets with gaming companies. Oh, really? And the company that went is was Zynga. Yeah, the guys behind games, time sucking, vampiric games like. Uh, farm bill, right? Because I'm sure they offered people like a free cow if you voted, for right? And it, but so. it's a special cow. <laughs> but yeah. it's a special. It's the special cow that yes. you know, only it's, certain people get. It's the tiger striped cow. <laughs> exactly, it's yes. Bengal cow. Bengal cow. Rarmu. I mean, it's not nearly <laughs> as exciting as an exclusive non-combat pet. I mean, come on, not even the same slightly. God, of course not. So yeah, so they're expanding their brand reach to again. The whole goal is to how do we monetize this? Sure. How do we turn the force of all these eyeballs? and all these people looking at this stuff and playing these things into cash in our pockets. Oh, yeah. This is a very logical extension of that. Say, hey, I play Farmville. Look, there's a Farmville trail mix. I'm going to get this because I play Farmville. It gives me a point. If I eat 20 of these, I get a chicken. Oh, TCG, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the model's out there. You it's think? not like they're breaking new ground this here. This is it's, not a... It's just the first time we've really seen a social networking game... Turn up in a retail Turn store. up this way, at least to my knowledge. Prepare yourself for more of the same, because I, this has got to be only the tip of the iceberg, especially if it's even moderately successful. Some freaking Frosted O's Mafia Wars. <laughs> Watch your local Circle K now for Versus the World brand trail mix. Sweet. Oh, yeah. And Haterade. Cocktail flavored Haterade. Ew. Ew. <laughs> sweat off his brow. Yeah. Right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw they was reading the article reading on iPod, iPad and Kindle up to 10% slower than paper and ink study finds. Yeah, that was an interesting well, it, one. It was interesting for a couple of reasons. First off, I don't think that's actually been my experience. Mine either, I read yeah. pretty quickly well, in back either up, one. We, gl- we glossed over what it actually says. It says that when you are reading from an e-reader, you are anywhere from 10 to 24% slower than reading from a paper book. Correct. Right. That's what, what it this, says. What this study but, said. Because but it, it feels like work, they say. Well, it was a 24-user study. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty small. Um, a tiny, tiny sampling. <laughs> yeah, that's a tiny sampling. I would agree. I think that, that the sample size in and of itself renders this study kind of irrelevant. Right. Um, but you're right. They didn't like the reading off the PC mm-hmm. because it felt it reminded them of work. Right. Um, but, and they commented the printed book was more relaxing than using electronic devices. Those were some of the less predictable comments that they made in there. But one of the things that got me is that that doesn't actually, hasn't been my experience at all in using an e-reader. Oh, God, no, I've mine read either. more books faster on the e-reader Partially because of access, I don't have to go to the store. And when you've got small children at home, and it's a production, you've got to pack everybody up, make it an excursion, fight with your kids, keeping them under control while you're in the store, that sort of thing. So I think that there's just a, um, there's a really interesting, um, you know, I, I think that it's probably a bad study. 
um, just from the well, what was the, the sample size? Perspective. 24. 24. Yeah, it was yeah. a tiny sample size. I mean, we could have um, a study between the four of us and probably prove it's 100% faster. Or something yeah, like that. right. Yeah. Yeah. Our four-person study. Exactly. Well, <laughs> our basically. Five-person five study because Aridan ran through eight books. Well, if it gives it uh, them, you know, if Apple will send us iPads to conduct this, we'll be well, happy we, to we test, would it. Happy I'll to go test for it. it. Yes. I'll be happy to yeah. resell mine and take the money and buy an Android pad because that's me. Um, I'll, I'll just keep the Android iPad. pads right now? Yes. Really? And more really? coming. It's okay. kind of bulky. Um, <laughs> it's a little on the suck side. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hate you all so bloody much. Most of the users' freeform comments were predictable. For example, they disliked that the iPad was so heavy and that the Kindle featured less than crisp gray on gray letters. I, I sit there and go, you know, there are times when you read an older book. Like I have books that were printed when I was a child. Uh-huh. And print's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> the print really isn't that great. So I, I look at it and say, no, no, this really, this this posting, get a better study. And then let's talk about it. And, it's, uh, it's fun to see that somebody's somebody's looking at these Somebody's things. thinking about it. Yes, I, I it was agree. Worth, a worthwhile uh, thing to test allow to allow the e-reader people to improve their product even more. Kindle for the Android. Now, we also, we also talked about the fact that... Um, I was saying that so is is interactive um, web programming going to be making a comeback um, in terms of needs in the marketplace as Flash is challenged now by HTML5? And we'd started kind of that conversation, and I was wondering what you and I talked a little bit about it, Noam. Did you guys have opinions on this at all? I mean, the whole the, the battle was started by Apple throwing down the gauntlet of saying, we will not support Flash. Right. Right. On our devices. Mm-hmm. Boom. And, and they say their motivation is Flash is an outdated, fat technology that needs Loaded. to die. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move to this, quote, open source standard of HTML5, which just so happens that is best supported in the industry by our Safari browser family. Mm. Oh, um, and all see. of its underpinnings. It's best supported now. But HTML5, isn't that actually signed off on by the World Wide Web Consortium? It is the yes. one of the standards. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's a standard. Right. And they say that their motivation is, well, we want to move to the more you know open standard. We don't have to upgrade constantly to stay uh, attached to it, which is BS, because that's just how the computer industry works. Yeah. There's all kinds of other motivations that Apple obviously has. Of course. Because if Flash were fully supported in the browser that's built into the iPad, the sales of the game applications would drop off. Right. Because people could just play their free Flash website-based apps directly off the website, and they wouldn't have to buy them from the App Store. Hmm. How many tens of thousands of sales is that gone? Oh, yeah. So there's a strong motivation for Apple not to support Flash because it's a gateway into their devices that would erode sales of their stuff from their App Store, which is a big part of their their pride is we've sold this many apps through the App Store and there's this many apps available on our store. So that's a I'm willing to bet it's a big business motivation for Apple to say, no, we'd rather you didn't run Flash on our uh, well, product yeah. because we'd rather you bought the app version. Of course. Well, I mean, maybe it just deserves a little more digging on that to see where else, what other big companies might be looking at it and what other applications, what are the differences you know, with HTML5 to see if it's truly relevant or if this is just a one major player in the marketplace. No, this is, this is, there are strong arguments um, both directions hmm. of... 
yes, Flash is overly complex, overly fat, requires constant updating, does not perform consistently across platforms. You know, it sucks in many ways from the hardware developer's standpoint because you can run a Flash app on your app, on your device that makes the device crash or seize mm-hmm. up and stop working. Right. And Apple is big on the, mm, we don't want you to run anything on our product that makes our product look bad. And Flash is just a huge nest of opportunities to assassinate your iDevice with badly written Flash code or outdated Flash code. So Apple has a really strong impetus to, no, don't let this anywhere near our iPad because people start saying the iPad sucks sucks, because I can't play my Flash game or my Flash game crashes the iPad. Because they won't blame the Flash app, they'll blame the iPad. Right, of course. Um, So, because the the Flash app will work everywhere else. mm -hmm. I have one more place where I think the two of us agreed before the show that we were going to um, call bullshit. On? Forgive my um, language, <laughs> but I think it'll be a new segment. <laughs> I, call, I call bullshit. Pen, pen, um, pen and Teller would be proud. Uh, that, and that was the 3D TV in every home within three years. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Aren't the glasses like super crazy expensive? Uh, and how often do you use a remote? I'm just even going to back up even more and say they're they're basing their estimates on false assumptions. They're looking at the adoption rate of high-definition televisions. Which is awesome. Well, HDTV was also mandated by the government and was forced upon the population where at the bare minimum you had to get a decoder box to convert your analog TV to be able to receive and and downstep digital signals into analog. analog. Right. And most people said, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well go get one of these shiny new HDTVs. So... Because analog television was phased out, at least in the U.S., and you couldn't, you could not buy an analog television anymore, the numbers for the sales of high-definition televisions were very impressive. You don't have that kind of forced upgrade behind 3D adoption. Add to that fragile, expensive glasses. I went out and I had laser beams shot into my head so I did not have to wear glasses anymore. <laughs> I don't want to have to wa- wear glasses to watch my television. Right. No, thank you. They're uncomfortable. They intrude on my suspension of disbelief. No. Add to that. that they're easily losable. Easily losable, easily destroyed or yeah. marred yeah. or, you know. Oh, yeah. With children in your house, and this super is going to be great. expensive to replace. Exactly. This is going to be great. It yeah. costs my television to replace them. I've yes. heard mixed reports that you can take the glasses from a theater and use it fine on your TV. Yeah. Those TVs. So, so everyone lovely. will start stealing them from theaters. I'm not saying that's what you should do. I'm just saying this is what I've heard. <laughs> but they're the lovely, lovely, oh-so-comfortable, made-to-fit-everybody glasses from the theater. Yes. And also... Well, that's what you give to the guests when they come over. <laughs> <laughs> and the 3D Ew. that I have seen in the theater hasn't been all that great. Yeah. It's been kind of a, ooh, shiny, here's the scene where they showcase the 3D. Yay. And then you forget about it for a while. And then, oh, look, another big scene where they're showcasing 3D. Yay. And I enjoyed the 2D presentation of Avatar just as much as I enjoyed the 3D. Sure. There Mm -hmm. were a couple of ooh, shiny moments in the 3D where they were in the command center and they had the, you know, holographic displays. And it was the very obviously the highly polished, super clean set where we're showing off. This is in 3D. Right, right, right. (laughs) And 
same as we said, I think, last week, seeing the Avatar Blu-ray on a really high-end television, yeah. even in 2D, even in 2D, just the high, high definition, distracting as hell, mm-hmm. looks... Yes. Wrong. It does. Not and to mention wearing 3D glasses along with your regular glasses, Rink says. It's problematic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. It's a, so, it's a set point. I think they're really overestimating. I think that is a, a press release to help bolster investment and isn't based at all in what they actually expect the consumers to do. They want to sell as many 3D TVs as they can. I don't think you're going to see 3D TVs in every home in X number of years unless the industry as a whole stops offering anything but 3D TVs or if they start counting 3D capable TVs as, oh, that's a sale of a 3D TV. Yeah. And then eventually nothing but 3D capable or we can just plug a module into it and turn it into a 3D TV. This is a trick that Microsoft did. When they released Windows Vista, they, quote, stopped selling Windows XP. And you, through your system integrator, you could buy a machine and still get have it arrive preloaded with Windows XP. But what happened on paper was you bought a copy of Windows Vista sure. and paid extra to downgrade to a license of Windows XP. So Microsoft could say, oh, there's a sale of Vista. See how yeah. good Vista's doing? When no actual installs of, of Vista were going out of the factory, they were counting every machine that left. They said, oh, sale of Vista. Right, right, right. Well, so this is our that's that's kind of my last piece in the in the research area where I looked at it and said I call BS. Yeah. So the e-readers one, I thought the sample size was bad, the 3D TV, we talked about the fact that that they're really basing their estimates off of poor assumptions and looking at uh, a technology that's not quite there. And it's not just because I'm not partial to 3D. Because it will never work for you. <laughs> no. I live in a 2D world. Until we come up with the inevitable bionic eye, which was another uh, story from this uh, last week, was they have uh, approved the implantable telescopic eye. Mm -hmm. Really? For people who have macular degeneration late in life. Oh, wow. You can actually now have a basically a bionic implant put into your eye to give you uh, Steve Austin's telescopic vision. It's basically a a mechanism that goes into your eye that deals with... Brings things back into sharper focus for Cyber people. With yeah, with macular degeneration. Yep, not going to work for me. The brain thing's mm, kind no. of burnt out there. Not so much. Yeah, the whole brain eye nerve link is dead. So atrophy. Atrophy is a beach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. One day. I mean, that's you know. Could when they can regenerate nerves, I'll be able to actually see with this or eye. Link it up into your brain in such a way that it fakes being a nerve. And uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, there you go. Uh-huh. See. And then I can have the entire interweb in my head. And then you'll have a 3D television. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain. You'll weigh 600 pounds because you'll never move again, but you'll have 3D television piped directly into your head. Sweet. Sweet. So Uh, I pick her up because she's crying. uh Uh-huh. Bring her over here. And passes out again in the most second most uncomfortable position known to man. Yep. Happy baby. So the most important link in, in this research group's uh, linking, of course, is uh, DC Comics redesigning Wonder Woman again. Yes. Yep. Oh yes. yeah, we have five minutes. Last topic. Uh huh. Wonder Woman in leather pants. Pants. She wears pants. pants. She, she wears, wears tight pants. pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very tight pants. So, but you know, actually, I thought they did a really good job. If those pants were actually the deep navy blue, mm-hmm. um, and then they had the little hip sarong thing that had the stars on it. 
It had lots um, of nods and to the, to the, the classic the over The over-the-knee um, boots mm-hmm. with the uh, red boots with the white stripes about it. So, yeah, I, I actually liked the pictures that I saw. I thought, yeah, for a modern-day Wonder Woman. And then, of course, they got the midriff now because the midriff is more important than... As long as you can see and the legs, shape, of, apparently. As long as you can see the shape of the thigh, apparently all of your actual skin needs to be shown on the midriff. I, I just never understood why Diana apparently. would 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 wander around in something that was smaller than a one-piece bathing suit, and you know, obviously no pockets and completely non-functional and real easy to spot in a crowd or impossible to be stealthy in and awfully cold. It was, it was just She's invisible. She could just jump in her jet and be no, invisible. No, the, the mm-hmm. jet was invisible. You could always see her coming because bright primary colors. Uh, I think this is an attempt to rub some of the absurdity off of the character. Now, now Marvel tried this with X-Men. Mm-hmm. There's a period of time where they started putting them in basically glorified street clothes. They were yeah. all wearing leathers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. To try and you know, realify this, to to take the storyline and say, you know, what would things be like if mutants really existed in the world today? Well, there really wouldn't be any kind of call to uh, wear ridiculous costumes like what Wolverine wears, spandex, um, or you know, the whole the the, the one piece bodysuit that you know Cyclops wears. So I think this is an attempt along the same lines as you know, what would someone really wear, you know, right. and, and the idea is, you know, she, she closes her jacket up and she's just a regular person wearing slightly over-sexy street clothes. Yeah. And then can pop the jacket Strange open and gloves. show the, well, I mean, you, you gotta have a nod to, to the, the, Bracelets. To the bracers, Bracelets, yeah, of course. course. You gotta deflect them bullets somehow. Um, but it was, it looks like it's kind of a hybrid between street clothes and the classic yeah. uh, Wonder Woman outfit. Well, there's, yeah. there's two different links, though. One is Josh Whedon's take on what, it. Back when he was in, lined yeah. up to develop a movie. And, and then there's the one that, I guess, Michael Straczynski released. JMS, yep. yeah. yeah. So his is a little... A, little, a lot more toned down than even... Uh, uh, Josh Whedon's because she doesn't even have the midriff. She just has a red yes. shirt on right. with pants, belt, and then the lasso. I like that one best, actually. Well, and that's and the, that's the one that the fanboys are going, "Oh, terrible, oh, terrible!" That awful. is that is the one that's coming in Wonder Woman number six hundred, right? Which that GMS, JMS, is, well, that's that JMS plan, is working on. But so far, I guess people are are you know. But check her out. She's not. She's wearing gauntlets, but they're actually gloves yeah. that you see on the street. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this woman, you might look at her colors that she's wearing and go, uh, really? Um, if you saw her walking down the street, but this woman is wearing but glorified also, street Amazon, clothes. But also, Amazon Princess might be able to stare you down pretty easily and say, what? Do you exactly. have a problem? Uh, move right yeah. along, ma'am. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No problem. No, I, I actually really like that picture. I think that's, a, I like that one better than the midriff. I don't care for the whole midriff showing. Mm-hmm. And, well, I, I like this one a lot. My baby. I well, uh, I like change is change is bad change is bad. She's very comic book in that. I like that that photo a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they've they've done her mouth poorly. She has Joker mouth. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I think they've done a really good job on her there. Well, actually, though, I mean, I think and she, she is Princess Diana. She should be a little buffer though. Buffer. She's she looks she's very skinny. petite in that photo. 
And I mean, she's an Amazon. Well, no, you, you, she's just not mostly naked, so you can't see every single say, muscle. She's, no, she's, I know. She's six foot three. I know quite a few <laughs> women that work out. Oh yes, we do. And like like bodybuilding, you compete. can tell from across the you room. You can tell from far away that these people are ripped, and there are at least they have a lot of muscle mass on them. She doesn't have muscle. Her mass shoulders on are too tiny. Yeah, way too narrow. Not broad enough. I mean, for Wonder Woman, I expect Wonder Woman to be like, "Ah, I'm going to." You know, punch your head in with like no China. problem. Like, yeah. Well, I think the picture, Amazon the better looking than that, but yeah. Well, so I think the picture on the right then is probably well, yeah. I just yeah. but I, at the same time, I do like the idea of putting her pants and you know more. Graham, who wears pants? Yeah. Well, I mean, put her in something that that you could fit and go. Okay, if this person was walking down the street. I might not just be like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> is there a convention or something yeah, that exactly. I didn't hear about? Are there, are there furries near here? What's going on? <laughs> Fair. But anyway, is there a gentleman's club around here? A gentleman's club. Oh Jesus! Oh. You guys are never going to let me live that down. Perhaps. Uh. But anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another yes. episode of Casually Hardcore. Thank you very much to our research team, audio team, art team, and all those people who have helped. All you people who have contributed. Check us out on the web, vtwproductions.com versus the World Productions. And if you have the slightest interest, we're always looking for new content providers as far as getting your feet wet in podcasting. There's a great board on our forums called Internet Radio and Podcasting where we can teach you what you need to get and what you need to do to get into this. I hesitate to use the word industry, but in, get into this hobby as we have done. It's a lot of fun <laughs> for us. We think it'd be fun for you, too. Yes. If you're interested, come see us on the forums. Yeah. All kinds of fun stuff happens in the forums as we have honked on mightily in shows past. You should come to the website and click on the forums link because there's a great community there. And they will welcome you with open arms before they scare the heck out of you. I'm sorry, is that my out loud voice? Yep. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelet. I've been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And the squeaker is in the background. We are... Out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.